going on guys welcome back to the man cave podcast today's interview is a little different uh it's our first time doing a virtual interview on zoom um we had a dating coach and a matchmaker christy price she's been doing this for 15 years uh the reason that i'm doing this introduction like this is because in the beginning the internet was a little spotty uh not really allowing us to capture her audio perfectly um, it's going to be a little difficult to understand, so I don't think I'm going to put that part into this episode. I might have to cut it out because it's just not very fun to hear. Um, but we are going to be able to hear uh, a lot more of what she had to share um, once the internet cleared up. I just wanted to give some clarity as far as who our guest was and what we were talking about today. So without further ado, let's just jump into the rest of the episode. Well, welcome to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. Christy, we are so glad to have you here. There's a lot of a um, a lot of talk on the internet from people who aren't really professionals, so we're glad to have somebody who is a professional in the dating coach world um, here on the podcast today to talk about uh, so many important things just ahead of Valentine's Day when we're recording this. It's February 12th. Yep, go birds. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> So I, I do I do want to talk a little bit about your process, though. So say George, God forbid, divorces his wife tomorrow and he wants to he wants to hire you, Christy. <laughs> he, he wants to hire you uh, to, to, to hook him up with someone who's just as good, if not better than his current wife. What does that Hopefully look like? Listening to this. Right, right. <laughs> what what does that look like um for for you? Like I mean, I guess for, for the client, um, like do you have like a, a a data bank that you keep a bunch of beautiful women or, or beautiful people and then you just match them up with like like your day one consultation or your like what does that look like? Yeah, so the matchmaking with them to me, we do a like initial consultation. I figure out you know, who you are, it's like what you like, interest, hobbies, life and relationship goals, and looking for in a partner. And then I go into my database. So I have a database full of women, beautiful women that are, you know, different interests and hobbies and values. And what, what if you want kids that, you know, or don't want kids. So we go through all of that. And then we also recruit constantly. So we have a database and we always recruit. So we, I might be out and see a woman that's my guy's type and walk up to her and be like, Hey, you know, I'm Christy, I'm a matchmaker. Uh, or if you're single, I'd love to talk to you because you might be a match for one of my clients. And then um, I present my clients with women that actually want to meet them, uh, photos and who are actually aligned with their life and relationship goals. And then I, uh, they want to meet the one. Then I set a whole date up for them. They go out on a date and have a great time, hopefully. And then um, we do a session afterwards to see how the date went. Wow. I never knew people like you existed. I do all the lifting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do exactly. <laughs> you go out there, you find the woman know, for me, crazy. and then you bring her to me. <laughs> That's insane. Yep. <laughs> you just back and watch football. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I, that's a that's a good and a bad thing i i, I think it's and obviously correct me if i'm wrong i, I just feel like um for for the, the the value that you're bringing right like oh i'm gonna go to christy she's gonna hook me up you're like oh you're like a real life 
Tinder like you're the app. You're the app. <laughs> <laughs> but for relationships, not yeah. for hookups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so do you do you think um, do you think in a way? Um, well, I guess not really because the guy who shows up, he still has to do the work, right? So it's not like if he comes to you, it's just you know an easy score for him, right? Yeah. So the coaching, the deep coaching, they go off on their own and they do all, all the work on their own. I help support them and guide them and meet the kind of women. The matchmaking, it's men that don't have time for online dating and meeting people in person or aren't being the right kind of person. So yeah, in that case, they hire me to find the right match for them. Uh, and I okay. do, yeah. So I offer coaching throughout the process though. So it's not just me throwing dates at them. I'm also coaching them. We do image consulting, you know, so they need a little makeover before they start dating again, if it's after divorce. And a lot of the younger guys too are coming to me. 20s, I have speaking clients in their 20s and 30s that have just had it with trying to meet women out there. In their Philadelphia, 20s. I think, is ranked 89. Sorry? I said in their 20s is kind of like, you're so young. Philadelphia, you know, like late 20s, 30s. So, I mean, Philadelphia, I did an interview with somebody, I didn't know this, was ranked 89th the worst cities to be single in, to meet people. I don't wow. know why that is. <laughs> I think that's crazy. Now I know why I have a job. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was bad. 89th is horrible. <laughs> yeah, because right. uh, Philadelphia is a, a major city. You would think that there would be a ton of options, and apparently there is not. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I never thought I'd be working with guys in their twenties, thirties, and women as well. They just they're just fed up with trying people on their own. I think COVID hurt that too, because it kind of did a mind game on people, mm -hmm. um, just trying to connect with people out in public. You know, we're masked up for so long; no one talks to each other, so it's a little difficult to meet people even now. I think than other than before COVID. With Philly being that low in the ranking and that being one of your, uh, you know, demographics, do you find it hard to match make in, for people in Philly? No, that's why I was shocked by that statistic because I match a lot of people up. I've been doing it for 15 years. Uh, so, so you know what it is? I mean, we recruit people want relationships. People in Philly don't got game. I guess that's what's Sorry? going on. I guess the guys in Philly just don't have any game. <laughs> <laughs> like if you could come on in and then help them out and you like, it's not really that hard in Philly, then the guys in Philly need to step their game up. <laughs> Probably right. <laughs> I do hear that from a lot of women. Like they're like, you know, and this is the crossword, but mainly in Philadelphia, New Jersey, that the men just don't like take charge and make a plan. So they just get fed up with it. So like you have women breadcrumbing the guys and it goes both ways, but they want the guy to make a plan and like online dating, they'll, they'll reach out. And it's because they're probably discouraged with you know, reaching out to so many women. They'll reach out with like, Hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's so boring. So the women won't even respond. So I mean, I always ask to tell the guys to like, at least look at a photo. Maybe she's skiing and you're a skier. So, Hey, I see you ski. Where do you love to go skiing? Like something that they feel that you actually care and have read their profile and really want to connect. Oh, that's a good point. That's a great idea. Yeah. Other than just being like every other guy that says, hey, you look nice. <laughs> it's just like, no, make a connection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is fun. I'm glad you think so. We like to think so. What? She said this is fun. <laughs> <laughs>
That's always one of the biggest things that I want for people when they join us in a conversation is that they enjoy themselves as well. That way you know that the conversation is engaging. And if we enjoy yeah. it, maybe somebody will enjoy listening. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess talk to us a little bit about the, the challenging side of being a, a dating coach and professional matchmaker. Like what are, what are some of the more difficult um, aspects of your profession? Um, the dating coaching is straightforward, especially guys. I think men, uh, I'm going to lose some minds on this one. Men more than women, <laughs> I think, know the value of hiring <laughs> an expert in their field, letting them help them in their job, whether it's a financial advisor, or lawyer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the men that I cook with, and I try to make fun. So one thing, if a guy is like a really Debbie Downer, he came out of his way, like, you should probably see a therapist. <laughs> I'm really like positive. work with positive people and um, helping them get out, and getting confident, and getting over the fear of rejection. So that's um, that's challenging for a lot of men, but I, I help them get out there and feel about themselves and their self worth, and just start owning it. Get over the women that are rejecting them because they're not their style anyway, and to not take it personally. You know, everyone's type just that. And then for the matchmaking, the checklist, that especially the women come in to me with, of what they want in a man are kind of off the charts. So that can be challenging. I'm trying yeah. to reel them back in and being like, all right, I spoke to a woman yesterday, or I, I don't know when it was, that she literally rattled 20 qualities she wanted in a guy. And I was like, really? Not one person can fulfill everything you need. You have a full life. That's why we have so I always, you have five must-haves you might need in a relationship, like honesty, good conversation, intelligence. But when it comes to like a 30-item 30, um, 30 checklist, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I always knew it. There's like, I always knew like, it. Like, instead of a builder bear, they're trying to do like a builder guy. And it's just like, it doesn't work. You, you, can't, you can't do it. <laughs> you, you, you can't control all the yeah, pieces that go into it. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> men come to me and they're realistic i it, um they're just like i want a pretty girl that's fun that's kind it's sweet that's fun it's not that's it, obviously you know they're attracted to but it's not like a huge checklist of things that they need in a woman why do you think that is that i mean i mean because people try to say that men are too simple Right. We're, we're too simple or men don't. Um, I, have, I had a conversation with um, my couples therapists or um, marriage counselor, rather. Uh, I think like it was a week ago. And she was basically saying that um, I I needed to know what my needs were in a relationship because I only had like a few. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, you know, like I, I know what my needs are. It's just, it's not as extensive a list as my partner's. And so I, I don't want to understand why there's this stigma surrounding men. It's like, if we're simple, it's a bad thing. I don't know where that comes from. Do you? No, I don't believe that. I think men just want someone that's kind, that makes them feel appreciated, that you're attracted to. Whereas women have this huge list of you know, income, um, education. And I, I talk them off the ledge. Most of them go, what really matters? a man that's supportive, that's kind, and enjoy life with. It's this huge checklist. He has to play tennis. He has to you know, do thing or be this. I've actually had women say they need to be a lawyer or a surgeon. Well, why is that? 
I mean, what about that person um, makes you feel you're going to be a match for them? I think it's great hearing that from a woman because guys talk about it pretty regularly that a lot of the women out here have a lot of unrealistic expectations that men struggle to, to, to meet. Uh, so it's very refreshing to hear a woman who's in the field of matchmaking and dating coach to also, you know, back us on that, that sometimes their lists are just unreal. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. And then damned if you do, and if you don't, right. Mm-hmm. So they most will want a guy that you know, holds the doors for us, all that. But then flip side, there's someone that don't want that. And if you hold the door, I can get it myself. Um, and so tough for men out there, I think. If if there was a like off the top of your head, you could just make this up because I don't I don't know how like detailed you are with your your work, <laughs> but um if there was like a, a most common five must haves that a woman comes to you and say all right this is what I need for a guy to have, what would you say those five must haves are? Um, kind and honest, or and, and everyone with that right. So <laughs> pretty much income, um. Whether they want kids or not, that's a huge one. So I think some people get into a relationship thinking they can change the person. So that's one thing I do. Like if they don't want kids, you're not going to change them down the road. Um, right. And then education. And then I work with active um, individuals. So I work with active, combined, single. So they want active. They don't have to have the same interest, but that they are willing to get out there, try things, and have fun. And sense of humor is huge. Of course, right? The sense of humor. (laughs) George and I were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago. It's like um, we were talking about Pete Davidson, actually, and how he was dating Kim Kardashian. And George was like, you know, I I don't get it. I don't know how he's he's dating all of these super beautiful women. I was like, oh, well, apparently women like funny guys. So shout out to Pete Davidson. That's true. I mean, I think Dr. Increases our dopamine and um, feel good hormones. So if you can make some laugh, you feel connected to them or they feel connected to you. So it's a big, it is a big deal. Personality is huge. It's not all about love. Well, lucky I'm the funniest guy in sure. Philadelphia. <laughs> Apparently guys in Philly ain't funny either. I don't know. <laughs> like just learn a couple of jokes, guys. Not that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, so um, I'm glad you said income was one of the five must haves because it's like, it's such a huge deal right now. Like everybody's talking about just this threshold that they expect people you know, to make this level of income. Um, and I understand that on one hand, you want a partner to make a good d- deal of money because you want to know as a woman is this person going to be able to help me to support my child and, or my family and help me pay bills and things like that? Um, but I, I don't know how it's a, it's a deal breaker. Like, especially in a time where women are, you know, in some fields making just as much, if not more than men. Um, and, and I, maybe you can speak to that or, or you can't cause I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like, why is why is income a deal breaker for certain relationships? I guess uh, a lot of people I work with are professional women. So uh, in terms of women that I work with, so they a man that can um, at least be equal. Now come to me and they're on the charts with their income. I won't work with them. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's not all about income. As long as you have a good living. Like you said, if you have kids, you can support them. 
But if, if you're making, you know, a quarter of a million as a woman and you need a man that makes a million more, I mean, that's just why. It's really about, about and someone that can provide and protect. And they don't have to be off the charts with their income. It's all the other that matter that come along with the relationship. But do you run into guys that say that, oh, on my top five, it's that she has to have good income? Or is it usually income is on the woman's list? I never have a guy say that. It's all <laughs> women. Yep. I've never won had a man say that. They want the woman to be financially secure, that she's not, you know. But it's not um, a concern. pay at least her own bills. No. They're not, like, they have to make the amount of money. So most of the women I work with are just like, they want them to be equal. Um, but if they make 250 or whatever, that the guy is just like, support himself. Uh, so they're not looking for an income bracket. But any woman that come to me in the past, that it's always a, income is something they want someone that can actually be financially stable, at least at their level, whereas men are, don't care. Like as long as you can pay your bills, and um, I just want someone who's gonna you know treat well, and it's gonna be kind and fun and sexy, and have a great time together. And that's and that's reasonable, right? Like, uh, like things are so expensive in this country. You know, I, I know how hard I have to work to make six figures. And for anybody who's not making that, it's it's not like it's a knock against them because there are very limited positions that you can be in in this country and in this economy and make great money. Most men nowadays are not going to school where these degrees supposedly would help you get into that high income earning bracket. And I and I guess that's, you know, that's a, that's a difficult conversation because school brings the question of debt, right? Like, are you willing to put yourself in this amount of debt to make, to get this kind of job, to make this kind of money, mm-hmm. to be with this kind of woman? And most guys are probably saying no, right? Younger guys coming to you, or they're, they're not saying that they want to go to college, right? They're probably just trying to work regular jobs and live good lives. Am I wrong? No, I have both sides. And I think, um, I think college is great, but I think it, it's uh, define how successful be or who you are as a person or your intelligence level. I've met clients that never went to college and they're very successful men and women. So I do talk to them off the ledge when they, they come to me, and, oh, they have to have a master's degree. I'm like, oh, this man's very, you know, he's into personal development and he's well-fed. He does very for himself. And then they stay back down, off the ledge. I'm able to, as a dating coach, talk people off that ledge where if you're online dating, it gets difficult because those people are just going with their list and what they need. So I don't believe education finds a person at all. And some of the people that I work with do have educations and some of them don't. And they're all good people and they're successful in their own right. Perfectly said, Christy. I'm glad that you said that. You're a great person. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I barely finished college. Like I, <laughs> I was, um, I got my degree from Seton Hall University and when I was there, it was so expensive. I was like, Oh man, it's like, I'm not enjoying this. And and it costs me crazy money to go to school every year. And then I had to go back and pay for it out of pocket just to be able to get my degree. And, you know, I sell real estate, so I didn't even need a college degree to be able to do what I'm doing now. So it's like, I just ho- I hope every guy out there understands that if you choose a path to like better yourself or to, to do things that you enjoy, like nothing else matters. Like 
things things will fall into place. You don't have to put yourself into like a bubble or a bracket to a, a, to get a certain quality of life. Like if you follow your path, you'll you'll eventually get to where you, you want to go. I agree. I struggled through school. My mom made me go. Um, and my degree really has my dating coach business, <laughs> right? So same thing. Um, and I think society puts us in a box. Like you have a degree, you have the two kids and the defense and even coaching and making, not everyone wants to get married. Not everyone wants to have kids. Yep. You have to follow your own path, like I said. So I, I, was, um, I was reading an article on uh, psychology today. And uh, they were talking about how their young men are more lonely now than they've ever been because of the all the things you talked about today, uh, the ridiculous standards. Well, let me not say ridiculous because I don't want I don't want people <laughs> to drag me on the internet. <laughs> uh, but because of the the high standards that modern women today have, um, are, is that a concern for you as a dating coach that? Uh, like so many young guys out there feel like they're just not good enough to be able to go out and get what they think is their ideal woman. Yeah, I think it's sad because I think that it's so difficult dating after COVID, anything, connecting with people online or um, even in person. So then they get rejected so much, or like we talk about ghosting and breadcrumbing, and they start to feel they have low self esteem. When it comes to me, all men, have low self-esteem that are the your age bracket for sure. And they're just getting beat by women out there, you know, and women be unkind. Like I work with, I'm very selective of the women I take on as clients. I work with mostly men for a reason. Cause you know, you get a lot of drama from some women and um, <laughs> I, I don't do drama. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's difficult cause the women that I interview, so we recruit constantly. So I'm seeing a shift in the women just this last uh, six months to kind of 10 months um, that they just want a nice guy. So they come to me, I mean, the older women want to have this huge checklist, but these younger girls just like, I just want a guy that will, you know, ask me out on a date, show up for the date, um, has it together. So, and that doesn't like we talked about me in college free or huge income level, just has their act together and doesn't live with their mom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. Yeah. That's that's more reasonable than the latter. You know, like, who doesn't want that? That's uh, you want somebody who, like you said earlier, has put value within themselves and created themselves to be worth something for somebody else. And of course, that's what the woman, like, you know, most women without this high check mark list that you said. Uh, I was also about to say ridiculous. You <laughs> uh, can say that. It is. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, it's completely understandable that what you would look for is somebody that values themselves and take care of themselves. Because if they don't do that, how do you expect them to take care of you or value you? Can't, can't do it. Everyone that comes to me before we even start dating, um, I make sure that they have already created a, a life of love. Like they're things that bring them joy. They're feeling good about themselves. They're not trying to fill a void with a woman because then you just get toxic or codependent mm -hmm. relationships. It's for, you're more interesting for women, and then also you're, just, you're happier if you love your life first, and you just get into better relationships that way. So is that a conversation like that you would have with that guy? You just tell them, hey, you need to start taking care of yourself first or find, like you said, maybe go look for some therapy oh. before we can start looking for a woman or looking for love, and then tell them to take care of that first and then come back to you? Like, How does that conversation normally go? 
if you have to have that conversation. Yeah, they need therapy. I'm definitely not a therapist. I will say that. Mm-hmm. They're, just, um, they're just really depressed or whatever else. But they're in a place where they're just kind of down from the dating or past relationship. Um, I'm also a, my, a success set coach and life coach. So I can help them, guide them to creating a life that they love on first and just really owning who they are and knowing their value. And then we start the dating process instead of jumping right back out there. So you have to be whole feel good it's such a cool day you have to love yourself first but you really do you don't love yourself who else is going to mm-hmm. like they're not going to value you as a person so that's super important to love who you are preach uh, well christy you were a phenomenal guest yes. we were very excited to have you on today and i think you've gone above and beyond our expectations we want to thank you so much for coming on the demand cave podcast yeah. today yeah and uh, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? I mean, we'll drop your your uh, website and all your information um, on all of the links. But you want to tell people how they can connect with you? And this was so much fun. Thank you for having me. This is like the, one of the best interviews I've ever had. You guys hey, are look great. At that. So thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> I was actually nervous. I never get nervous for interviews. This is so fun. What? So thank you. Um, I was. <laughs> I was like, my boyfriend's like, don't talk too fast, too fast when you get get excited. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so uh, kpmatchmaking.com is my website. And there's actually a link on there. If someone wants to get a 20 minute to 30 minute, like free consultation, if they want some advice, you can, um, so you can actually go on there and call me up and set up an appointment or just look at the website. I'm pretty low key, so wherever I can. And we would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure. We look forward to working with you in the future. And we will definitely be sending Hopefully some. Hopefully not as clients. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. But, Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll for sure Hopefully do your it. your wife doesn't do this. Right. <laughs> this is the one episode. Oh, you don't really need to watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> but for, we'll for sure uh, be sending people your way because yes. we have a lot of uh, I don't want to say disgruntled. But. I mean, we live in Philly. You said <laughs> you said it. You know, we're in Philly, the 89th on that on that list. There's, we know we know some people <laughs> that could use your help. <laughs> That's for sure. Sounds good. I thought she was great, though. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised by the. Yeah, um, you know, it's always a little like you don't know who you're gonna get yeah. in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should start vetting people too before we like just come up with like a fucking questionnaire, like yeah. ten questions, <laughs> answer this, send it our way, and then we'll see if you're a good match. Yeah, but no, she did. I enjoyed the conversation with her right. for sure. Um, gave straightforward answers, which is always appreciated, and you know, she laughed and shit, so it wasn't super serious, right. And I was I was glad that um even though she's a woman, she's not like on the spectrum of crazy people where it's like, oh, you can't say anything about women. Mm-hmm. And you know how men be like, oh, you can't say anything about men because yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like she's like, we're kind of like how we are. Like we're willing to look at both sides mm-hmm. of the table. And she gave valid information from experience. She's not just out here talking about shit, pulling out of shit, pulling shit out of her ass. Yeah, like it's a professional. Exactly. Like she's experienced multiple different scenarios, different situations. She's conversated with a bunch of people right uh so you know somebody's going to talk about relationships 
somebody that's been doing that shit for 15 years right. is probably a good person to talk to. That ass. And it was actually, um, it wasn't a shock to me when she said that women come to her with these fucking 30 items for, no. for their checklist. It actually kind of just validated, even though it sucked to hear it, what I already thought was like, women have crazy expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's going around on the internet. All the people, time. Yeah. People, and people are arguing about it as if it's not valid. And now here we have it straight from the horse's mouth. Like, no, this is not acceptable. Yeah. But it's like those uh, videos that you see on TikTok where guys go and interview girls on the street or whatever. Be yeah. like, oh, how much does a man have to make to? <laughs> and they be saying some crazy numbers. Yo. 500K. Keep looking. Hold your breath. Like, <laughs> ain't no way. Yo, and, and it's it's crazy because sometimes I'll watch these videos and it's like um they're they'll they'll say it and not even realize the gravity of what they're saying. It's like, oh, five hundred K I guess would be sufficient. Reasonable amount. Are you fucking like who yeah. are you wanna date? Elon? Yeah, and then they'd be like, Oh, how much is the engagement ring that if if somebody proposed Oh, fifty K. Fifty K. Get the fuck out of here. Your head ain't that good. <laughs> $50, you want somebody to spend a whole fucking year's salary on a fucking engagement ring? Well, that's the thing. They don't like if for who they're looking for, fifty k has to be chump change to them. I guess like if you think your engagement yeah. ring yeah. should be fifty k, yeah, he should be making a million dollars. Yeah, because w- at that point, it would be less than ten percent of your fucking income. And then the thing is, it's like with situations like that, like. They're just looking for that, right? They're not bringing anything to the table outside of themselves. Uh-oh. Or I look okay, Uh-oh. right? Is that bring it to the table? That's that's the table. a trigger word. Uh, <laughs> women hate the table, <laughs> but you're not bringing anything else outside of yourself. Yeah, right. You want somebody who's built themselves up right. to that stature, to that financial income. And the sad thing is, is like you probably don't even care about them as a person or who their personality is, what they like or dislike. As long as you're making the right money, then we can have a conversation. Right. Is like that's kind of skewed thinking. Like you should, you understand that you're not going to find. I guess love is not even on the table. No. We're going to keep talking about the table. <laughs> <laughs> and Christy said, um, you know, the most common five things she found that women want are you know, kindness, mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody who's funny. It's like chances are. If a motherfucker is making five hundred thousand a year, you might get one of those three, mm-hmm. because I like just just knowing the kind of people that I know who make that that kind of money. Yeah, some of them are like decent human beings. Some of them are regular normal people, but some of them are like high driven energy, like high performing people who don't have the time to sit around and make you laugh. Yeah. Like like okay, are, are we going out to dinner? No. Okay, I have an appointment at eight thirty, so you yeah. need to figure out what the fuck you want to do. You're like not it's all business it. all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not going to enjoy that. They live by the fucking calendar. All that, oh, just pick me up and bring me flowers just because it's Tuesday. No, that spontaneous shit don't exist in their world. Everything's by the fucking calendar. Yeah. I mean, but then again, that's not what they're looking for at that bracket, mm-hmm. right? If that's what the fuck they're actually looking for. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe once you throw a camera in their face and ask them the question, they're just like, oh, I'm just going to say some crazy shit. Yeah. Because uh, there's no way that you're logically thinking that a man needs to be making 500k to have a conversation with you, or to even look your way. If you don't, don't even look at me. And they say, <laughs> "Oh, it's to support my lifestyle." What kind of fucking lifestyle do you have that you need somebody? Yeah, that you're not even supporting yourself. You, you cannot. No. 
You cannot. It's a handful of people making that kind of money in the world. That's why I asked her the question of like, oh, because she says that income is on every girl's list. Yeah. And it's not on any guys. Because we don't, that's not what we're looking for. No. And it's like, look at that. Like, this woman has been doing that for 15 years. And in the 15 years that she's doing it, she hasn't run into a guy that prioritizes the income of the woman she's looking for. Sure, sustainable. She's yeah, uh, security. Secure, yeah. because then yeah. you were lo- talking about a responsible person. Right. Right. Uh, but we're not looking for you to make me rich, or we're not no. trying to get, that's not what we're looking for. No. So in 15 years, that's not, she's never had one guy say income. Right. Wow. Every girl that she has that conversation with has it on her list. Right. And, you know, I'm, I was kind of torn um, between two sides of that argument when she when she said it. Because, like, on one hand, I kind of want men to focus more on how much they make. And I only say that because I realize that it takes a certain level of like personal development to be able to make that kind of fucking money. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, you're not going to make that money just sitting around drinking all fucking day or hanging out with shitty ass people. Like, no, you have to like go out. Like, I don't like everybody doesn't have to read fucking books, like regardless of what you hear on the fucking internet, but you have to go out and, and know yourself. You have to work on yourself to be able to make like great fucking money. Yeah. So like, there's just that like the income thing is a more of like a byproduct of all the other shit that comes before it. So like, I I would rather more guys focus on that, but I also know that when you focus on the money, you, you miss out on a lot of other shit. Like you don't spend as much time with your friends and your family and you know, that, that could affect you from a social, from a social standpoint, or even make like some people depressed and like, like, I'm just fucking working to make money. Like, and I don't enjoy that. Most people don't. Um, so there's like, you know, pros and cons with the whole, whole argument. And and Valentine's day is coming up. And you know, what's funny is I was thinking about, uh, I had a conversation with a few different women Mm -hmm. about Valentine's day. And I asked them, I was like, do you think Valentine's day is for both men and women? Or do you think that is primarily just for women too? And the women, Oh no, it's for both. All of them. Valentine's day is for both. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, what do you guys do? Oh, he takes me out to dinner. He buys me flowers. He does this. And I was like, what do you do for him? Oh, no, we just go out. I was like, and he pays for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how does that sound like that's for him? She goes, because he's there too. Uh, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah, for you, he has, he has to do this because if not, society is telling him that he doesn't value you and you're actually listening to that. Exactly. Um. So that's honestly such a childish way of thinking. Like if you still fall victim to, oh, I have to take her out on Valentine's Day or she's like, oh, he has to take me out on Valentine's Day or he doesn't love me. I'm not his Valentine's. Um, He doesn't buy me the flowers. He doesn't buy me the chocolates. Then he doesn't value me. No, he probably, you know how many guys do that to the woman that they love year round? But if they don't do it on that one day, it's a problem. And it's crazy because Valentine's Day is just a fucking financial scam. Mm-hmm. I think, let me find the exact number. But I saw earlier today, I was looking it up as we were preparing for the episode, that there's like a record number of sales expected in this fucking country for Valentine's Day. That's crazy. And Are we're you- supposedly in a recession. Are you fucking kidding? Me? Right. Just don't order eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked up the number. It's 
fucking twenty three point nine billion on Jesus fucking Valentine's Christ. Day. That's insane. On the day. On the day. That, that's a lot of money in one day. <laughs> that's a crazy amount of money. You know, it's funny. It's like I was thinking about it just um, earlier in the week because, as, as you know, me and Alina's have been together for about to be thirteen years this year. Congrats. Uh, thank you. And <clears throat> I was like. You know, 13 years, two kids. Obviously, it's not like the romance is out the window. We yeah. still do a lot. It's just try, it's harder to find that opportunity to right. do it. Um, but, like, I was like, how was that? Because obviously so, so long ago, thinking about, yeah, when we first started going out, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up, and we would go out on Valentine's Day, and it would be like a thing. Yeah. And I think both of us would kind of look forward to it because I would want to – have her see that I put that effort in, yeah. right, for Valentine's Day. But after a while, it's just like she doesn't give a fuck about it as much, like, either. You know what I mean? Like, it's coming up. I think the people that go out on Valentine's Day are newer relationships. Yeah. Uh, the ones that have been together for a long enough time, they might, you know, oh, everybody else is doing it. Let's go out as well. But we don't go out on Valentine's Day. That's a rookie thing. Yeah. You go out the weekend before, the weekend after. after. Yeah. Because I'm not fucking dealing with all those people. Um, and then, you know, the prices are all going to be jacked up too. Jacked the up. drinks are going to be jacked up because it's Valentine's Day. They can do it because they're, people are going to come in and they're going to pay whatever fucking anyway. price they want to pay. Um, so I think that, you know, people who do go out, that's a, that's a rookie. That's an early in a relationship uh situation that yeah, they're dealing with. I agree. And um I think just to tie it back to our conversation with uh with Christy, it's it's like if you wanna have a real meaningful relationship, you don't put like how much you spend, mm-hmm. you know, on the forefront of it. It's like the 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 kind and all the other shit, like having integrity and and actually having a connection with the person that you're that you're with. So it's like you should put more energy into knowing what it is that she likes. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you know, maybe your girl's a gamer. Yeah. Maybe y'all go to like the barcade or something, like where you can do something cool that she likes and she maybe hasn't done before, versus like, oh well, let me just go buy her something so that I can just get it out the way. Like, you know, it's like a cop out. You don't yeah. even have to do it that way. Yeah, that's why I liked when she said, like, when it comes to the dating app and how to differentiate yourself from all the other guys that are just saying, hey, it's like (laughs) actually go into her profile if you're interested. Actually look at her pictures or her bio and get an idea of who that person is. Right. Right. If you're just not trying to get a hookup and you're actually trying to develop a relationship from the rip, you know what I mean? Look at whatever they're doing and comment on that because that is going to put value in what you're saying and kind of devalue all the haze that are fucking coming in what's up yeah yeah um so i thought that was like i'm not on dating apps or anything like that obviously like but i I just feel like that hey or hi or what you doing or whatever is the go-to for sure so when she said that i was like yeah why the fuck are guys not doing that (laughs) just fucking put a couple extra seconds you know why because they're thinking like oh all i gotta do is connect with her and i'm gonna get some ass yeah she's on the app too right you know (laughs) she on here just because you know for the same reason i'm on here bullshit yeah and 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 it's like i wonder do people even understand the fucking game that you're playing bro 
for every one connection a guy might get on a dating app, the woman has probably got like 20. Yep. So she has 20 haze in her fucking inbox. You think that she's going to notice yours yep. out of all of those? What, because you look better? Maybe. That might be the only fucking thing that sets you apart is if you look way better than everybody else. Yeah. But how fucking common is that? Yeah. Not very. And that's crazy that she goes out and runs into a girl. <laughs> like, oh, are you single? She has that conversation yeah. for the guy. And like, oh, I know somebody. And then try to make that connection. Right. So when you said that she's the Tinder, <laughs> I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, she's a real life Tinder. Yeah. She, oh, but not for hookups. Not for hookups. Nah. Yeah. You know, you know, your customers is probably using. I was a. Uh, I was going to ask, I forgot, like, it completely slipped my mind. If she has had a guy, like, use her more than one time, like, oh. Ooh, that would have been a great question. Yeah, I, I had thought about it, and then I forget, we kind of had another kind of segue, and it just slipped my mind. Um, but if she had a guy, it's like, oh, you know, she kind of brought a girl to me, that, and then now that's like a cheat code for him, yeah. where he can just go to her and be like, yo, and then she brings somebody else. Yeah. I wonder if she's ever experienced that. And if she has, like, she, like, you have to shut it down, right? Like yeah. she can't be like, I'm not fucking bringing girls just for you to hook up with. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not an I'm not an easy out for your dick. Right. Like you go do it. <laughs> At that point, just yeah. like, nah, I'm not doing it. Nah. Nah, but <clears throat> shout out to her. Weird. Um, I just wish the like we said, the the audio in the beginning was so spotty. Um, it was kind of hard to have the conversation, but once it picked up, it picked up and it fixed yeah. itself. Uh, I'm glad she enjoyed herself too. Um, to hear that this is one of the better interviews she had, you know, that's a good thing. I think. Right, we we are masters of our craft. I don't think you even <laughs> realize like that's and that's one thing uh, I forgot to say. I got my hair cut the other day, and um, I don't know if you remember uh, Maurice's cousin. Maurice was a therapist. That we had on, yeah. He brought his cousin with him. Mm-hmm. He, he yeah, watches, yeah. he watches the episodes, and he was just like, "Yo, I love that the podcast y'all have like meaningful topics and conversations, but it's like anybody could watch it because it's entertaining." Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, that that feels good to hear because yeah. that's like that's what we wanted to create from the very beginning. It's not like something you're gonna sit in here and okay, here's the three steps to masturbation yeah. number one." <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, nah, like, because we don't want to sit in here and be stiff. Like, yeah. we want to enjoy ourselves as much as we want the fucking viewers to enjoy the episode. Yeah, and I think it speaks volumes that someone that we've never had a conversation never with had a conversation. Ne- before and never, nothing, no engagement, yeah. completely random person yeah. uh, can come on and feel comfortable having a conversation with us and enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, um, that just says we're doing something right, separating ourselves from. A lot of the other people doing the same and thing. We probably could have asked her about her own personal relationship and got some fucking details out yeah. of that. I think that's how well the the right, right. <laughs> she's like comfortable. Like you know, sometimes you know he, he takes me out and you know I might see somebody else and I'm like, hold on, let me put my dating coach on <laughs> and then go go rap with that person. Yep. Nah, she um yeah she she seemed very comfortable mm-hmm. uh, and I, I'm glad that we that we um have gotten ourselves to the point to be able to do that. And I think that is a fucking a great sign for the future. Yeah. Uh, you know, like this was our first time. Uh, well, this is our first time doing the, the zoom thing, but also uh, this is our first time 
dating some dating jesus christ talking to somebody who's an expert in a field that we talk about all the time yeah like we never really talked about like mental health before we had maurice on because it was so early, early in our yeah. yeah in our in our shit but um i think too when i think when i look at all the other podcasts that are um you know popular or out there or whatever people don't really have the ability to do what we do mm-hmm. like we we can we can make light out of a fucking uh, therapist's, you know, profession. You're talking about how you had a, a fucking a porn addiction. And <laughs> this man was sitting right here. And, yeah. he, and he just ran with it. You know what I mean? Like, he just let it land. He was like, not saying George has a porn addiction. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious, bro. Like, yeah, we definitely are, are separating ourselves from the pack, I think. I hope so, yeah. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, episode. Uh I would love to have her on again because, yeah. um, like I said, the conversation was good. Um, and there are, you know, there's always more that could be asked. Yeah. Um, so let's just get her in person next time. Though. Yeah, that'll be a lot easier. Jesus. Um, but, you know, that's the introduction to our, like, Zoom or virtual interview. Uh, it's only going to get better. Yeah. We're only going to figure it out. Um, so that just opens the door to the potential of people that we could have on in the future, have more engaging conversations and get more insightful views from actual professionals rather than me and you just being in, you know, bushing in here, uh, and making up statistics like 63% of all relationships (laughs) fail because women, (laughs) because the woman cheats. Yeah. I bet you if you fucking (laughs) clip that and put it on TikTok, it'll, it'll do more (laughs) numbers than the last one. Uh, you know, I saw three articles that said that, you know, 63% of most relationships fail uh, because the women cheat. And in that 63%, 58% of them uh, was with another woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if people see that shit and they don't even research it. <laughs> you got like three people in the comments. Like, Actually, if you look at Pew, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those three. But it's 500 other. Co- look, bitch, I told you. <laughs> Tagging somebody else for like you see? Oh my god. Yeah, y'all gotta start fucking taking it easy, man. Ain't that deep. Yeah. Um that shit was funny, bro. Just people just be saying anything. But like I said, having a professional one kind of credits our value more. So uh hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace. A little more energy, Larry. Say it again. Just look at the camera. Nah. Thank you for coming to Man Cave Podcast. I already did it. that. When? I'm going to cut that part out because Are we you? jumped into this. Okay. So okay. this is the actual outro, you fuck. Uh, you know that energy is not real. So I got to like, all right, hold on. All right, take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Man Cave Podcast. This is Larry. Fucking fake. Fucking yeah, fake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bipolar. <You're> right. <laughs>